Happy New Year. <laughs> I kind of want to sound like a kazoo. I wish I had a better kazoo sound, <laughs> but, but I don't. That's, I think that's what computers are for. That's what you get. Yeah. Anyway, it is January 5th, 2022, unless you're not listening to it, to this episode on January 5th, but it's 2022. You've made it. <laughs> Welcome. It's the first day of the rest of your life. That's so deep. <laughs> so inspiring. So unique. Okay. Today we are answering the question, why market now? This is a question that if you are a marketer, you probably don't have. But that doesn't mean that it's not relevant. Yeah, definitely don't ignore this episode just because you already know why it's important to market now. I think on a couple of levels, it will give you more insight as to why market now. If you are the marketing lead or marketing director for a company that you're working in or an organization, it will also help you have the words to say and express to the people that you report to mm-hmm. about why we need to be marketing now. If you are a business owner and you are curious and wondering, man, like there's so many different places that need my attention and my time and my money, why market now? It will be really important to you. But like ultimately, it's a question that needs to be addressed because as things shift, as business grows and as business develops, sometimes it's easy to slip off of the trajectory that we're on and to get too focused on the here and now that we're not looking ahead to the future. Or dare I say it, get complacent. Because that's really easy to do too. Or like more like um, fat and happy. I feel like that that is just not just complacent is that you feel like business is coming in. You're doing really, really well. You notice the sales are going up and you know the phone just keeps ringing and ringing. And suddenly you're like, we're doing pretty good. I don't have to work so hard. Which is probably the best analogy for right now because we got through Thanksgiving. We got through Christmas. Oh, yeah. We got through our New Year's party. And we're fat and happy. Mm-hmm. Oh, and you add in the snow outside and then the cold days and just some like warm, delicious comfort food in the house. Yeah. And why do anything? In fairness, not everybody has snow. No. But some people do. So. I definitely, we have snow. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, here we go. Episode 26. It is January 2022. Answering the question, why market now? This is Marketing Breakthrough. Whether you've been at it for years in your job, you own your own company, you're crushing the side hustle, or you're just getting started, outside perspective is crucial. I'm Jay. And I'm India. And it's time for a breakthrough experience in your marketing journey. Let's get to it. So Jay, tell us, why do we need to market now? Well, I think we probably need to address some of the statements that I've heard when talking to people that have asked me that question, because it's kind of a loaded question of, well, why market now is kind of a loaded question, both as we're answering it and when it is asked, Mm -hmm. because as a marketer, I will be asked that question. And generally it's people that are a little 
cynical or skeptical when it comes to marketing. Yeah, they're mostly predisposed to just say, well, I really don't need it, so why bother? Yeah. So they're, they're already not listening to you, really. What is the purpose in what you do? Mm-hmm. Why does this matter? And so we go to a couple of statements that I, that I hear quite a bit. One is, things are good. One is, well, sales are strong. Like, I mean, they kind of all go together, but things are good. Sales are strong. People are looking. People are interested. People are uh, excited about what we're doing. People are calling. The phones are ringing. Uh, we're getting inquiries online, which is great. And And right now, I think one of the uh, there's quite a few industries actually that see a lot of that are seeing a lot of interest and seeing a lot of traffic right now and one of those specifically that I want to highlight is the construction industry and construction is a, a big piece right now where it seems like there aren't quite enough people to satisfy the demand. So there aren't quite enough employees for a lot of contractors in order to fulfill requests quick enough. And so this is a big question that's asked. For a lot of in a lot of cases, whether you're e-commerce or whether you are brick and mortar retail, you can always use more customers. Mm -hmm. That question doesn't get asked a lot. But when it comes to like service industry, then people, people say like, we're booked, we're completely booked out. We're booked out for, you know, a month. We're booked out two months. We're booked mm -hmm. out, um, in, in, I was talking to a custom home builder just the other day and I was talking to him about how partway through 2021, I think it was March when they started talking to people, people would call on the phone and they would say, Hey, I want you to build my home. And they would say, all right, it's three to six months before we're going to get out there. It's going to be another six months before a permit gets issued. And it's going to be at least a year before we even start working on your home. And they started attracting the ideal client who would say, all right, sounds good. And in that case, you're booked out literally for close to two years because they had work that they were already doing. And then this project starts in a year and that project is going to last at least a year. And then new projects come in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so this question, why market now? And it's because while business is good, my biggest answer is invest now while business is good mm -hmm. and you have money coming in, invest that into your future. I see multiple problems that, especially when we have this conversation with um, just people in general, not necessarily clients, um, having this conversation, and they are, they're really struggling to kind of wrap their brains around the value of making that investment. And a lot of it, in my opinion, starts with them. It starts with their goals and their dreams for growth and their plans for the future. And it is so easy as a business owner or cause I don't, I, I, I want to speak to the business owner for a second because the marketer, I feel like you're constantly, your job is to look to the future, but for a business owner, it's really easy to be nearsighted, to only look at what's directly in front of you and to say, Oh, we're, we're booked out for three months. We're booked out for six months. I can't even think about that right now. And it, 
in conversation, I was actually talking to somebody years ago and this was, it was a statement that was told to me that they had just said, well, when you own a business, when you run a business, there's always going to be seasons of feast or famine. And that's just how it's going to be. And you kind of just have to accept it. And it really didn't sit well with me. I didn't like that. Um, and it was because at the time, you know, I was, I was kind of struggling trying to understand like, why would someone even accept that as being okay? Because I'm a marketer and I know that during a time of feasting, I can market to prevent a time of famine or at least slow down. Yeah, exactly. To like make it like not full famine, but it just, you know, like we're still doing great. You know, it's just not as great during our busy season, you know, because everyone, every business out there has a busy season and a slow season and that, that exists, but to have a feast or famine as someone who like, if you're a small business and you're, you know, owning and operating this entire thing. And it's literally deciding, you know, if you're putting food on your table or maybe you have, you know, 20 employees and maybe you're putting food on their tables, you know, there's a responsibility there for sure to make sure that you are going out of your way to invest in marketing today so that, you know, six months, 10 months from now, like who knows how long that there's business there to keep that food there. And I think it's so easy to have that initial mindset, but at the same time, it's really easy for that backlog of work to shrink. Mm -hmm. And even I was even talking to somebody the other day who hosts a podcast and, and he was talking about when he initially started and he would record two episodes a week and, and he developed this backlog of three, four months And then he slowed down and he took a break for a little while and he got to a point where he was like, like, oh, wow, I'm only actually a month out on, on the episodes that I have recorded. And so he actually, he was, he was very intentional about trying to make sure that he was backlogged on it. But even something as like simple relatively as that, and it just, it slipped up on him. It, Mm -hmm. it caught him kind of off guard uh, to an extent and and in the same way, what we can do is we we have a backlog of work. We have the pipeline. We see what's what's coming at us. And one of the statements that I've made in the past is you marketing is one of the best ways to effectively clone yourself and put you in front of other people while you are working in your job. Mm-hmm. So if you are... Because if you can't be a salesman while you're working the job, you need something to be your salesman for you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And in terms of, okay, if you have if you have a small boutique, uh, a small retail brick and mortar boutique, and you are having to work the front counter and you are having to run the cash register and, and work in the store all day, that's that's great. That's awesome. And, um, and I think that it's really fun to be there at times and you may really enjoy it. But if you are not marketing, then you are literally in your store and you're relying to a certain extent on people driving by, people seeing your store, people hearing about your store, word of mouth, and then them coming in and, and meeting you. But if you are the attraction for your business. And I say that because your personality is what stands out. People want to know you. People want to talk to you. You, you curate the store, you curate the, the boutique and people want to know where is it that this inspiration comes from? Who is it that 
that makes these lists. And people essentially are buying your personality mm-hmm. when they're coming to the boutique. So if you are marketing, you can effectively be in front of tens, hundreds, thousands of people at the same time while you are running the cash register and stocking the store. Mm-hmm. Well, and this begs, because I love your analogy, this begs to ask the question of, because constantly we hear this as well as, well, what happens with a business when, you know, you grow out of, like, you can't handle the capacity, like, cause we'll, we'll have conversations with, um, with those people and they'll say, well, I just can't market right now because I can't, I can't handle the growth. I can't take on any more customers. Yeah. So and, what do you do? Yeah, exactly. And I think that, that goes back to what I had said about being really nearsighted. And it's, I don't mean this because it's really easy for it to sound this way. I do not mean this from a place of being judgmental at all. I think that it is a responsibility as a business owner to think about the future, to think about, you know, the long term, especially with a marketer and, and the way that culture shifts, like thinking in thinking in terms of the future not in not just in terms of like what do we want for business but how business is going to be changing and how the the face of business and how business interaction is done yes over the next year two yeah. years five years ten years a great example of that would be you know back in the early 2000s when you know there were a ton of businesses out there that didn't even have a website yet yeah. let alone you know exist in certain areas like it just yeah. that's kind of what's expected and so you know if you're if you have a business and you're um actually speaking to what you had made a you'd made a comment about the construction industry exploding and a lot of that, at least in, in our area, and I don't just mean locally, I mean, I know this for sure for, for our state, for Washington state is that there is a desperation. And I, I use that word because it's true. There is a complete and total desperation for blue collar workers right now. Um, because a lot of it, I believe has to, the, the schools are to blame because there was a huge push for, um, people, especially, I mean, our age, when we were going through high school, there was this huge push to go to college and get a degree. If you don't know what you're going to do, go get a psych degree, go do, you know, all these other things and to be a teacher. And it was very thought based white collar type jobs that they were pushing rather than blue collar, like go to a tech school, go learn a trade, go, you know, do become a lineman, become, and now we have a need for tradesmen. Oh yeah, exactly. A like des- a, a desperate need. Yes. Uh, electricians, like if you're a young person or even you're looking for a job transition, become an electrician. It mm-hmm. is incredible money. It is worth the investment of your time to just go and learn and be an apprentice. An electrician or, or a plumber or mm-hmm. like there. Yeah. And there's so many trades that, that are just in need of, oh, of, yes. of people. Because it's your responsibility as a business owner to think about the future and to constantly, you know, be looking is that it's also, it's your responsibility to be hiring people to be, you know, if you need young people as those tradespeople, get into a school system, you know, start talking, um, find like putting yourself out there to network. And it's, it's hard because a lot of, whether it's the business owners, like you were talking about somebody who's running a boutique who, uh, you know, you're manning the desk and you don't have a lot of time to, to get out and network or, you know, meeting new people or, you know, investing the time into, you know, sitting at your computer and, creating a marketing campaign, like time is, is challenging for sure. Um, but there's also this challenge that I want to present here is that 
you also don't have the time or rather you can't afford not to do those things. Because if you're going to have a long lasting business, and like you had said, culture changes that culture will always impact your business, whether it's, you know, going into the digital age or, you know, how you're going to change up your retail space to then uh, offer things online. Or, you know, even with COVID as people then had to offer like store pickup, like the different things that will happen that will impact how you operate your business need to be at least considered need to be talked about. And so uh, when someone says, I'm not really interested in marketing right now, I can't handle that level of growth. Then I, as a coach want to say, well, why not? So why not is a great question. Mm -hmm. And, and then there's a whole conversation that needs to be had around that and to be able to push back into challenge Mm -hmm. and say, why aren't, why aren't you pursuing this? And obviously done in a respectful way. And it, and you want to have somebody that has like an equal, there's an equal push and pull, right? Like, yeah. um, the yin and yang, like you, you have that back and forth, that conversation and, and we want to put, put ourselves around people that naturally challenge us. So when we say no, they say why, or, but I think it should be yes. And then we can have a, a good conversation about it. But in that, in that case of the example for the construction industry that is in need of help, at that point, that's when you start marketing not to customers. You start marketing to the people that you need. Yeah, the future employees. You yeah. start marketing to attract the people that you want. Mm-hmm. And the there are so many different elements and pieces to that puzzle and to that equation and so we'll be honest about about that, that there's a lot that goes into that. But for example, what do you want your team to look like? Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, just to speak real quick to if you want to build up your team, what is the team that you want? We talk a lot about ideal customer profile, but ideal employee profile, because because marketing goes both ways. It attracts people that you're selling to, and it also attracts people that you are selling with right mm-hmm. your, your employees and you need to be able to attract that person as well and so maybe you're maybe you're listening and you're the owner that's marketing or maybe you're on the marketing team and you've been given the question of why do we need to market now but you also know that there's a shortage of employees that can go out into the field or that can uh, that are great at running the retail location that you're in or however the case may be. And so now the question becomes, who is our ideal employee? Who do we want to be attracting? And going, go to the adage of what gets rewarded gets repeated. Mm -hmm. What gets celebrated gets repeated. So if we are seeing this employee that has been with us for five years now, and they, they show up every single day, 15 minutes early because they are not going to be late. They are so intentional about being on time, being punctual, being respectful. They are like sold out for the mission that is your business and and the vision and, and the goals for the future. I mean, there's something that comes with unity to be able to have us like this feeling or this knowledge of unity 
um, for what the future will, it has in store for that business. And all suddenly you're not just working for your paycheck. You're working for this incredible goal. Yeah. And so we are going to celebrate through our marketing efforts. We're going to talk about Garrett. Garrett is this guy that shows up way early, like, you know, not, not ridiculously early, but he is so committed to not being late that he is always on time. He's always there early. You know, Garrett has, has supported our company for the last five years. He's, he's talking about us in the community. He shares about us. He loves working for the company. And, and then for, then you start naturally getting other Garrett's who are going, oh, wow, like I could be exactly what Garrett is. Like I want to work for a company that honors and respects and appreciates when I put in 110% effort. Mm -hmm. I'm reminded of a conversation that I had as a couple years ago with a an efficiency guru. And we were talking about how vital it is for businesses to re-examine the systems and the processes that they have in place and to streamline them and simplify them so that suddenly they go from, you know, creating the things that they're creating now to creating those things much faster and with less labor. And suddenly they're able to just move quicker with what they already have in place. And I love that because, you know, if you're looking at growth as whether it's, if you're the business owner, this is perfect for you, but especially as a marketer, um, and this applies to marketing within your team, just in general, and as well as, you know, businesses and who you can, you know, your direct report, if you're talking to the owner or the decision maker, if you're wondering how to grow, especially when you're desperate for employees, so you've already you've already put out some sort of marketing system towards those that you need to hire, and you're just like, man, I, I'm trying to grow, I really want to get there, and you just you really don't know what to do. The next step is to look at your internal systems and processes, because being able to move faster will help you bring in more business. And it's possible that the employees that you already have, sometimes they're great. Sometimes they just need a little bit better management. Sometimes they need an, a more established system. And so this is a great opportunity for you while things are going really, really well to bring in someone like an efficiency guru or uh, someone to streamline your systems. Like that third party can come in and say, Hey, this is really great, but I think that we can do a little bit better or this system is awful. <laughs> this is another opportunity where where outside perspective is crucial. Mm -hmm. And and so sometimes you can do this with your you can have somebody outside come in and teach you some things. You can also have some outside perspective come in and and focus on uh, asking your team because your team sees day in day out what's going on, what's happening. And they may have some ideas on how to improve is they may, they may say, Hey, like every morning we're showing up and we're loading our trucks and, you know, construction industry, if that's what we're talking about, like, mm -hmm. um, we're showing up and we're loading our trucks. What if they were already loaded or what if we loaded them the night before? And I think of, I think of an example. So UPS, UPS is incredibly efficient and they're a phenomenal organization. So just in, in terms of systems and processes and, and UPS figured out that 
how much time people spend fumbling for their keys in their pockets. So what they did is their keys are on their wrist. I don't know if you've noticed that, but like uh, UPS drivers have their keys on their wrist or attached to their finger somehow so that it's always at their hand anytime they get in and out of their truck. That is such an amazing example to share right now. Something as simple as adjusting where their keys are at to be able to move significantly faster. You know that they brought someone in to analyze the amount of time that they took fumbling with their keys. Yeah. So you have, you know, let's just say 30 seconds per um, per stop. Mm-hmm. Well, for each person, that adds up to, what, five, six, ten minutes a day. Probably five minutes a day at most, um, which doesn't seem like a lot. Okay, well, multiply that by 100 drivers or 1,000 drivers. Or, mm-hmm. right, you have a lot of people. Or 100,000 drivers. They also figured out that they could, um, by wa- instead of washing their vehicles every day, They could wash their vehicles every two days and they could save a ton of water, a ton of resources, soap, and a ton of man hours. And their trucks looked close to just as good. Mm -hmm. And so it's just ways to streamline, ways to be efficient. I, and I got the, I read that example in the book Profit First, um, and he uses that example because one of the challenges that he issues to people is do twice as much work in half the amount of time. Um, so anyway, this is this is amazing. Like streamlining, being more efficient within your company, bringing an outside perspective as a way to analyze that. The last couple things that I want to address with talking about why market now. We talked about investing now. While it's busy, investing now, basically investing in the future of the business. We're going to market and prepare. The other thing is that we are going to prepare for slow. So if you're looking for those words, what do you say to to your boss who is asking, well, why do we need to like develop this new campaign? Things are going really well. Well, unfortunately, they won't always be booming mm-hmm. like they are now. Um, maybe you can develop some systems so that things really don't slow down and which would be absolutely amazing or ways to space people out or ways to, you know, to book people ahead. Like what if people called you for gutter repair or what if people called you for insulation? Um, Speaking, we've been using the construction example, so I'm going with it. (laughs) Um, And, and I, I have worked with that industry a lot and called you for insulation and called you for, um, you know, this new heating system or whatever. And, and you said, Hey, like right now we're really booked out. Is it an emergency? And they say, well, no, I just know that it needs to be done. Well, Hey, we can actually offer right now. We're, we're like three months out, um, which is unfortunate. What if we scheduled you for six months and we can be there at, you know, that exact day, exact time, sometimes you can offer people an incentive Mm -hmm. you can offer people, but then you're starting to book that schedule out. We're actually like, you know, close to a year out or you can, um, prepare for down the road. So you're, you're marketing, not necessarily for right now, but you're marketing. Hey, I want to encourage you think ahead, think a year in the future. Do you think that you might be needing insulation. Maybe we can run out and we can do a quick assessment and go, yeah, you probably should look towards insulation. What if we make a, put a date on the calendar for a year out 
And that actually gives you an entire year to save for this purchase. Well, going with that example, you could also say, like, if it's a company that does just installation, then there's just, right? But if it's a company that does installation plus, like, HVAC systems or something like that, you can say, hey, what if we book you out? If you're interested in pursuing, like... um, air conditioning or you need your, Oh, I've noticed on the calendar, you need your HVAC system serviced in, you know, six months from now, would you be interested in putting bundling all of those together? And it will save you a little bit because it saves the company that, and then you suddenly have a really happy customer. You've got a much more streamlined system and just everyone's just kind of doing great. Yeah. So you're thinking about the future and how we can prepare for when things slow down. So if you are in the, if you're in a spa industry, another industry that we've worked with in multiple settings and you're in the spa industry and you're thinking, okay, well, how can we put people on a a subscription basis or how can we get people, um, booked in in a way that that stretches out the schedule a little bit more so that right now we don't have all the people in all the places that we would like them. So what if we can stretch out the schedule a little bit, but still have some uh, some margin for walk-ins or, or however we want to do that? But the other, the last piece of this is to future-proof. And mm. it's it, it's not it's not a perfect science. Future-proofing your business is incredibly difficult so especially There's a million factors that can change things so yeah. many factors to this other than you <laughs> and yeah, yeah so like it it's not entirely possible i mean no, there are so many things that have to play into this you've got the finances you've got so marketing is one one small piece of this but future proofing in terms of okay if we i remember talking to a business owner and and he said if we stopped getting any phone calls today. I talked to one custom home builder that said, if we stopped getting phone calls today, we would have two years worth of jobs. I talked to another builder um, two years ago or so, and he said, if the phone stopped ringing today, we still have five years worth of work mm-hmm. and for our entire team and without laying a single person off. And I thought, wow, like talk about thinking ahead in the future. And so you as the marketer, you can you can spike interest, peak interest in these conversations and you can start asking questions of, okay, well, how do we plan for? How do we get ready for? How do we do this? And if you're leading the marketing team, your goal is to market the business so well that business keeps coming in and your leadership, your boss, your ownership does not have to think about it does not have to stress about it. Mm -hmm. Your job is to make their life as easy as possible and to make sure that that things keep getting done. So for you to be able to bring them ideas and say, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to try. What do you think? And and then getting some outside perspective saying, Mm -hmm. hey, what if we hire somebody? What if we bring somebody in to go, hey, like, we want to know what we're doing wrong. We want to know what we're doing really well. And we want to know on areas that we can improve. So think about that. It's January of 2022. It is a great time to start things. So the calendar is a natural, a natural breaking point. We've talked about that. We talked about that in our four part series, but at the same time, it's the beginning of January. You know, I would inspire you or, you know, implore you really to like, Start utilizing and start implementing things as late as January or as February one, so that you are getting getting going with the new year and 
it's an exciting time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are going to have so much fun this next year leading the marketing team, uh, getting some things, some systems organized, getting some creative things in place, and uh, and just running. The company is going to grow this year. It's going to be fun. Enjoy it. Marketing Breakthrough is a resource designed to provide tools to implement your next breakthrough idea. To access other resources or to book a coaching one-on-one with India or myself, go to marketingbreakthrough.co.